Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez, I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Welcome back, everybody, to another great and fantastic episode of the Aviation Mentors Podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Uh, First off, we are so sorry that uh, we are behind on recording. Uh, we haven't recorded anything since our last recording that we released when we were at Oshkosh and, uh, and we're finally getting caught up and today is the 16th. So it's been a little over two weeks, uh, since we've even recorded and we're even recording on a day that we normally release. Uh, so it's going to be probably two and a half to three weeks that we're late on episodes and we didn't quite get as much done at Oshkosh as we thought we would, uh, because we underestimated how much time we had. So, uh, sorry again for getting out the episodes late, but, uh, we're hoping uh, you guys are enjoying some of our content when we were at Oshkosh and some of the content before that, of course. Uh, So first off, I want to talk about how much fun Oshkosh was this year. It was so fantastic to see all my friends and my Oshkosh family. Um, We got to go to all the fun parties and all the, all the cool things that we always love to go do when we get, went out there. Uh, I even went to go, uh, go do a ride in an airplane, uh, which I think I talked about in the last episode and so did Carson luckily. So um, flying that Icon A5 uh, in Oshkosh or near Oshkosh with that new four bladed propeller was pretty cool. And I could not believe how quiet it was. It was just fantastic. To kind of start off the day, Carson, uh, what was your favorite part about the show? Uh, What did you really enjoy? Well, like you already mentioned, uh, flying the Icon was absolutely amazing. I've been wanting to fly it ever since you got one and actually before you got one too. But I was finally able to fly it, and it was an amazing experience. But as far as the actual show itself, uh, it's something I didn't really enjoy as much last year as I did this year. And maybe it's because last year I had so many other cool things I wanted to go and see, and especially focus on the airplanes. But this year is actually going and seeing all the booths. Uh, Maybe as well, it's because we had one for Stratus, and I was part of that, so I was a little partial to them. But going and seeing all the booths and all the cool things people had to offer Everything from random airplane parts to just entire companies uh, just advertising all the things that they wanted to do. Um, you know, I saw a bunch of cool apps and stuff that's coming out for iPad. And it was really just fun to, to go walk around and see everyone who was there. I uh, even saw, what, what's that company? That, Best Tugs? Yep, I got a t-shirt from them um, for Draco, rest in peace. So that was a pretty cool plane. Did the shirt actually say rest in peace Draco? No, it did not. I uh, just had just had the name on it, an American flag. Well, speaking of that, I know Mike Patey was flying another airplane uh, out to Oshkosh this year. And for some reason, he said the engine blew up on the way there. So I'm curious if that was a publicity stunt and the engine really didn't blow up and he just wanted to get the notoriety and get his name out there on the way to Oshkosh. Because what are the odds? You're flying to Oshkosh and the engine blows up? Like that was a bit fishy to me. But uh but we'll look out for an NTSB report or something. There's got to be something that got written up or maybe he filed a NASA report. I don't know. We'll find out. But uh, that seemed a little odd to me. But the guys at Best Tug, they're always nice. They, they make a heck of a tug, like probably one of the best. So I have to give that to him for sure. Probably other companies named that, Brandon. But uh... <laughs> there you go, Carson. I threw in one of my, uh, my famous uh, drum joke mixes for you. Thanks. I'm glad you appreciate my humor. Uh, but yeah, I, was it Scrappy that, that had crashed? I didn't take that away from you. No, I don't think it was Scrappy that crashed. I'll try to look it up while, uh, while you're talking. Well, anyway, going and seeing all the booths, um, especially the indoor booths when it was really hot outside, that was something I really enjoyed. I didn't get as much time as I would have liked, like Brandon said, to uh, 
we're, we're definitely overestimating how much time we would have. So I didn't have as much time as I would have liked to go and walk around, see all the airplanes and uh, go walk around even North 40 and, and South 40 and just go and see all the planes people brought and flew in. I didn't get to see the Warbirds as, as long as I would have liked to, but it's okay. Next year, we're going to have a little more free time and uh, we're going to go see Warbirds in review and go see all that fun stuff. Uh, but Brandon, what about you? What was your favorite part of the show? Honestly, I worked so much at that show. I didn't do half as much as I thought I wanted to. Uh, but I would say that my favorite part of the show uh, was probably when I got to see all my friends. I've been to Oshkosh enough times in a row. It's coming up to 10 years at some point very soon, either this coming year or the following year will be 10 years. So it's coming up quickly for 10 years in a row for Oshkosh. And I, I have to say it's seeing my friends. It used to be seeing the airplanes. You start off going there to see the airplanes. And then it just transforms to seeing your friends. And this year, while I was working the whole time, not the whole time, but a lot of the time or spending time with the kids or doing whatever I was doing, it was really awesome to at nighttime to go find all my friends and go hang out with all of them and and sit around the campfire and have a soda or have a beer or whatever we wanted to do and just just relaxing and, and breaking bread with all of your friends. I mean, that's kind of what life's about. And going to Oshkosh and experiencing that once again is just fantastic. Uh, I know I met uh, one of my old friends, Cam. Uh, so, hey, Cam, how's it going? If you're listening, uh, we ended up meeting up with him and hanging out on the show. So that was that was a great time seeing him. I we I just randomly ran into him. I I I didn't even give him a call. We just met each other at one of the Cessna Cessna events, which was pretty neat. So, um, and then obviously seeing seeing Mike Harris, who we we interviewed when we were at Oshkosh as well, uh, is always fun. And I ended up seeing Mike since then actually because I I did a ferry trip. Um, in a, uh, in a Cherokee six, which, uh, which that might be an entire story for another episode, by the way, cause that's a heck of a story. <laughs> it's a crazy one. Maybe we'll do that in a couple of weeks. I didn't even ask about it. Uh, your fair trips, there's always something exciting that happens on them. This one was beyond exciting Carson. And if I haven't told you about it, you're in for a crazy story. It's going to be awesome. Um, nothing happened to the airplane, by the way, the airplane was like one of the best airplanes I've ever flown across the country. There were no problems with it whatsoever. It was outside of that, which made it crazy. So, um, it was a great time. Uh, but outside of that, just seeing everybody at Oshkosh is really my, my passion and what I, what I was there for and actually seeing the camp get set up that thanks to Carson, of course, um, uh, seeing the camp get set up and seeing how big it was and, and the camaraderie about all of the Stratus staff that was there. That was probably my favorite part. And again, it just goes back to people. Um, I really enjoy being around people and, and, and love all my friends and Oshkosh family that's there. So that's what I was kind of most grateful for and what I enjoyed the most actually. So speaking of the camp, Carson, because I just mentioned it, um, we had six spaces, which I thought in retrospect, now that we're looking back at it, it was probably a little too big. We probably only needed like four spaces and a, maybe a little bit different uh, design, but uh, you're the one who set up that whole Stratus camp and we had big flags. Oh, by the way, Carson ordered banners and I said, big big banners. I used a different word, but this is for kids friendly, right? I said, I want big banners at the show. So he ordered these banners. They were so big that we couldn't even put them up. <laughs> they were, what were they? 10 by 10 or 12 by 12? How big were they? Or bigger than that? Uh, they, were, they were 10 by 16. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were giant. I mean, I thought we can put them on like the side of an RV. They were bigger than from the RV, like the top of the RV to the ground. So now we have to get new materials just to put these banners up because I don't want to throw them away because they were expensive. But they turned into like rugs. We could have used them as a rug, like big giant banners. So last time I don't give Carson a little bit more explanation on what type of banner to buy. I would like to defend myself just so you guys all know. Uh, I did send the link 
to the page that had the banners. I sent it to Brandon and said, are these okay? He said, yep, looks great. Let's, let's roll with it. Uh, and it wasn't until he saw it. So I, I think both of us didn't have quite a concept of what 10 by 16 looked like. Uh, but that was definitely not the correct size. No, I have a great concept of what the 10 by 16 was like, Carson. The problem was, I thought you were just sending me the artwork for approval. So I just approved the artwork and he thought I was approving the art and the dimensions of everything. No, that's not what I wanted, but I, it was my fault. I owned it. I didn't, I wasn't more clear. I should have been more clear than just get a big, big banner. Right. Uh, so next time I know, <laughs> just to clarify that a little bit, but so that was kind of a fun hiccup that happened at the show. We, we open up these banners and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so giant. I don't know what to do with these now. Uh, and so what we did with them is we put them in storage for next year. So that's where they're at. But uh, so Carson, what was your, uh, how'd you feel about the setup process? I know you planned all of it. There was a lot of planning involved. I know I was in some of those meetings once a week to, to kind of help with that a little bit, but really it was 90% you. So um, tell me about the setup process of, of setting up the camp and even for the show at Oshkosh. Yeah, well, first thing we had to do was ship everything there for the booth and the camp. Uh, so we put everything on pallets, and uh, my buddy Sam and I palletized it at midnight uh, the day before it was supposed to ship out because we didn't have the materials until that day. Uh, so that was that was the first hiccup we we really had. <laughs> and then we we shipped them there, and we we arrived. We'd scheduled the RVs months in advance, and once the RVs started arriving all in the same day, we just parked them where we thought would be best. And once we started parking them, we realized how big of a campsite we had actually gotten. It was huge, uh, definitely too much space, but it was still, we, we made it work. Uh, we, we laid everything out and it was, it was nice. But a couple things that we would do differently is definitely figure out how to, how to get those tarps not so filled with puddles. We're uh, sweeping those tarps every single day when it was raining. Well, it was slosh kosh like 4.0 this year. I mean, it was wet, rainy, all sorts of things happened at that camp and all around. It was just, the weather was atrocious. I know people that had to sleep in their cars because they were, they were tent camping and they had to sleep in their cars because they were just destroyed from the weather. Yeah. Well, one of our tents got destroyed from the weather. So I can't imagine if that was my only place to sleep. I would, it was slash gosh guys. We, we told you it was coming and it came. Yeah. The kids got real lucky that they, uh, they got out of there and they had an RV to come sleep in, which was really nice for them. And uh, unpleasant for me because they destroyed the RV, of course, just like I expected them to. But aside from that, the camp was peaceful. It was, it was felt comfortable. It was a nice place to come home at the end of the day after you're working at booth all day. And you know, you're just, you're drained at the end of one of those days. It's hot. And if it's not sunny, it's pouring on you the whole day. But when you get back and just get to hang out with your friends, like Brandon's talking about, uh, it made it all worth it. So having a nice camp was really one of the biggest pieces that we really wanted to make sure it happened. Uh, and one of the problems that we did run into, did we tell everyone about the issues with the shipping? Well, just a quick recap. Uh, yeah, the, the pallets weren't, didn't arrive on time, um, or they arrived and the driver wouldn't wait. So we had to go down to Milwaukee with the U-Haul truck and pick up the pallets ourselves. Don't worry. I was not speeding in the U-Haul truck to get to Milwaukee to meet this guy at all. Not speeding at all. Just, just 0% over 65 or 70 or 80 or whatever the speed limit was. 0%. Yeah, we, we weren't in a rush or anything. Because um, it, it was Saturday when we found out what happened to our pallets and found out we had to go and get the truck. So we had to set everything up that day so we could have the day off on Sunday. And when we had the day off on Sunday, it was great. We, we had everything finished. The camp was finished. The, the booth was finished. So things did fall into place. Uh, Brandon warned me that there would be hiccups. And he was right. There was back-to-back -back hiccups. But it's okay because we always found a solution. So 
you know, we, we had each other there. So it wasn't like any of us were stranded trying to figure out a problem. And that made it a lot better of an experience. Uh, having your entire Stratus team with you, it was it was really fun in the end. Yeah, it was a, it was a blast. I mean, um, it was stressful for sure in the beginning, uh, setting up everything. And one of the trailers, Carson didn't mention, one of the trailers that he ordered decided they want to cancel on us two days before, of course. So Carson's never driven trucks with trailers before, especially ones that are this big. So uh, we had a <laughs> Carson rented a, a pickup truck because we needed that to move some of the stuff. And uh, I just switched with him. I had a Suburban or something because I had a full load of people and bags and stuff. Or what, what, what kind of car did I get? It wasn't a Suburban. It was a, a Grant or a, it wasn't the Grant. It was the Wagoneer. By the way, that's a heck of a car. Um, I really like that car a lot. Carson was all into his Dodge Ram, but I like that Wagoneer a lot. So shout out to the Wagoneer people, except for your battery died on me. And uh, I had to jump it. <laughs> with the Dodge Ram I like so much, by the way. We did. We jumped it with the Dodge Ram at uh, six in the morning. I had to get up nice and early at six in the morning so Carson can go do something. I forgot what he had to do, but uh, but yeah, so I had to go deal with that. So, but outside of that, that was a, that was a, a great, a great time uh, jumping that car. And then after that, what I had to do well, before, I'm like talking all over the place, but it is what it is. So before all that happened, I uh, took that Wagoneer and I uh, switched with Carson. I picked up, I took his pickup truck, which for some reason smelled. Um, I don't know why it smelled. I'm hoping we got a refund on part of that truck because we should have, uh, because it smelled bad and I don't know why, but it was only when you turn on like the seat warmers, I don't, or seat coolers. It was really kind of odd. Um, but so I took the smelly truck. That's what I affectionately called it. Smelly truck. And, uh, I took the smelly truck all the way to, uh, I don't know, like an hour and a half East of, uh, of Oshkosh. And I had to go pick up a trailer. So because Carson didn't have the experience in towing a trailer and we were going to be towing a trailer with a 1500 that's supposed to have a 2500 or a 3500 towing it. I was like, well, I guess I'll do it. And it's a rental truck. So yeah, enterprise can get mad at us or budget or whoever we got it from later if we mess it up and we have insurance. So I picked up the truck and actually it pulled that thing really smooth. Uh, I was really impressed with it, actually. I mean, the truck was fantastic. Now, I got a new truck recently, but I didn't get the Dodge. I'm not a big fan. I've had a Dodge in 2008. No good anymore. So I picked up that trailer at the the last second because they were the only ones who had one available. And they didn't have a truck to be able to tow it to drop it off to us because I really did not want to have to go pick up and drop that thing off, um, which we ended up having to do anyways. But regardless, we were able to get the trailer in there. We got the whole whole camp set up. We we got through all the hiccups that uh, that that we had to. And, uh, and luckily everyone had a place to stay because as you know, or as you might not know, there are so many, so many, uh, people at Oshkosh and there is no hotels available. I mean, you could book two years in advance. You're not getting a hotel. So we couldn't even put our staff in hotels. We would have had to drive all the way to green Bay, which is like an hour and a half or two hours North. So, and we did not want to do that four hours round trip every day. So I'm glad we we're able to get it all situated and, and settled. It, it kind of worked out really nice. Yeah. Um, planning Oshkosh and especially for 10 people is not for the faint of heart. And this is my first time doing it. So I'm glad I had brands, uh, expertise to help me out. But speaking of brands expertise, uh, he is great at talking to flight schools and might be just part of his background, but he can just communicate really well with flight schools. So he's built a lot of relationships. Uh, so Brian, what was it like to meet, to meet a bunch of 
these flight schools in person. I mean, they're all in one place, centrally located. And some of the people you haven't even gotten to meet in person before. So what was that like? Yeah, absolutely. For those of you who don't know, I head off. Uh, actually, I've given it uh, to uh, to a new gentleman who's working with us now called Gus or Gustavo. Um, he's taking over the school sales department at Stratus. But that was my department for a very long time. For those of you who didn't know, um, since we started Stratus, that was my department uh, because that's my expertise. I'm the flight instructor and I'm the guy who knows uh, flight school operations, 141 operations, part 61 operations. And and hopefully, I'll know DP operations one of these days sometime soon, uh, either this year or next year. I'm just crossing my fingers. I'll get selected, right? But it was fantastic uh, meeting all these flight schools. There's some of them I've already met before. We met some of our uh, our flight schools, like uh, L3 Harris was there. They were fantastic. Uh, Epic Flight Academy was there. They were fantastic. Uh, Beakwe was there. They were in our booth a couple times. Uh, Jet Access. Um, and there were several other schools that we met too uh, that that I'm just drawing a blank because I'm going off the top of my memory, but, uh, but don't be offended. I enjoyed meeting all of you guys there. And then besides just meeting the schools that we already have relationships with, where I've only met on zoom or over the phone or things like that, it was really, really neat. We met a ton of schools, uh, that wanted to become Stratus partners and they wanted to offer their students new financing, uh, which was really, really awesome. I mean, since then we've already onboarded, I think another 15 schools just since Oshkosh and it's been what, 16 days. So almost a school a day and that's counting weekends. So some schools are two a day and uh, we can thank the Stratus schools team for that. I know Gus has been working really hard and uh, same thing with Camille. She's on the back end. She, she works her butt off to, uh, to get all those schools onboarded with all the paperwork that there has to be done on, on the Stratus side. And, uh, and that means there's going to be more students uh, being able to get loans to become a pilot. And uh, that was really rewarding to me because otherwise we're not going to, we're going to lose GA. We, we just don't have enough pilots to sustain uh, the airlines or general aviation. So the more pilots we can create, the more pilots we can interact with, the better. Um, Oshkosh was actually really young this year. I don't know what made it young this year, but if you went eight years ago or whenever I, my first year was, I remember thinking that um, I was the youngest person by 20 years everywhere I went. And this year, there were so many people in their 20s and 30s and 40s there. It was fantastic. It wasn't 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80-year-old geriatrics there. It was young people. It was people getting into general aviation and getting into Oshkosh and AirVenture. It was really fantastic to see. And I mentioned it to several people, and everybody else was saying to me that they thought it was just they noticed as well. But no, I bet you I haven't looked at the official uh, demographics yet from uh, from AirVenture. But if I had to guess, I would say over 50% of the people there were under 35 or under 40. I it just it just felt different. So that was pretty pretty amazing. Well, one of the coolest things is, I mean, as much as we like meeting other pilots, a lot of the people I met were not pilots. They were just people who were interested or getting into aviation and thought it was something cool they want to get into and a cool place to be. So that was pretty amazing. Absolutely. And we're actually going to do a part two of our Oshkosh recap that's going to talk about some of those types of people uh, as well, uh, which is pretty, pretty amazing. But I know that the last couple days were pretty hectic at Oshkosh, uh, but they were also pretty laid back. I did not realize that business really ceases to exist after Friday. I mean, Friday night, there's no more business being done at Oshkosh. It happens Sunday night through Friday morning. And then after that, there's no more business being done at Oshkosh. So personally, I think I will leave by Friday next year. Uh, unfortunately, Carson, you're going to be stuck there for all seven days. Uh, and uh, same thing with Gus and the rest of our team. You're going to be stuck there for seven days. But I'm going to go there for the first five days next year. Um, I think that's perfect for, for what I need to do business-wise uh, and lets me get back to work uh, back home. 
Uh, but they were pretty hectic in general outside of just uh, uh, kind of the the recap of, of finalizing the booth and things like that. But you mentioned that it was hectic. How was it hectic for you in those last couple of days? Well, in the last couple of days, we kind of split our Stratus team into two parts. We had people who were working the booth and we had people who were tearing everything down. Um, so I was on the tearing everything down team and that included tearing, tearing down the entire booth and everything we could without actually tearing it apart and taking down our logo uh, and tearing down the camp, taking photos of everything that we we're trying to keep and taking a total inventory of it and going and getting a storage unit from U-Haul and keeping everything there for next year. So that was pretty crazy with just one truck or two trucks and going back and forth all day, every day to the storage unit, trying to pack up as much as we could, trying to deep clean. Uh, we had to return the, one of the trailers a day early from the other ones. That was the one that Brand had to go and drive. So that was another pain. Then we had to uh, condense everyone who was sleeping and where we're sleeping. Uh, then we wanted to change our flights because we realized we finished everything on Sunday. We thought we needed at least part of Monday, but we were able to finish everything. So we changed our flights to leave at, I think, 5.30, 6 in the morning. So there was a lot going on all at once, um, but it was laid back booth wise. There was not a lot of people there. Uh, it kind of died down. The people were looking at the planes. Everyone had already walked through all the booths and it was just really slow. Uh, we even saw a couple of booths completely close up shop a few days early. And I think those are the more experienced people that know nothing's going to happen on the weekend. Big time. But if you're just kind of an a- aviation enthusiast and you're from uh, Oshkosh area, or Fond du Lac or something like that, it's perfect to go on those weekends because it's slow. There's less people around. The only downside was on Sunday, Chick-fil-A was closed. By the way, there was a Chick-fil-A booth. That's now probably the best food that you find there. They had a chicken salad that I was really liking because all, all, all of you know I'm I'm on my weight loss journey still. Oh, by the way, I broke 200, Carson. Hit 198.6. So officially down 75 pounds. Dude, congratulations. That was one of the coolest goals um, that you could have crushed and you totally crushed it this year. So super proud of you. Thanks so much. Now it's just time to get that ATP knocked off next on my my list. And I actually want to become a level one sommelier um, and maybe go a little higher than that. So that's actually happening next Saturday. That's totally off topic, but Something I'm just I've been on goal setting. This has been the year of transformation for me. There's a ton of changes uh, happening to me uh, in in personal life, in business, all everywhere. Uh, so I'm trying to uh, to make a brand new life for myself for this next 12 months, and it's going to be a great journey. So I need to hit some of these goals. It's been a, a year of hitting goals, and I know Carson's been hitting a lot of his goals. Uh, that he hasn't even talked about. Unfortunately, none of them have been flying goals. We need to wrap that up and fix that one pretty soon. Uh, but uh, but now that I've lost all this weight, we can go flying in the Icon together. So maybe I'll get him a seaplane rating. We'll go do that. So, well, thank you everybody for listening to us uh, talk about how Oshkosh was for us from the uh, kind of 5,000 foot perspective uh, or mile high perspective. Uh, no pun intended because we're all pilots here. We get to see that high all the time. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us at our emails, brandon at aviationmentors.com or carson at aviationmentors.com. And as you can tell, we just cannot stop thinking about Oshkosh, and we can't wait for next year's. So as a wrap-up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride. <laughs>